0: friends, welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host, and the website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, we're looking to start the week with a little bit of wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs, and we're ready for Psalm 52 today, which is a very short psalm, only nine verses, and then we are ready for Proverbs chapter 4 today. And so, it won't be a very long podcast this morning, but hopefully it's an encouraging one and an uplifting one. Uh, I want to remind you that uh, this, broadca- this broadcast is brought to you by you, the Patreon subscriber, so thank you to those of you who uh, do that on a monthly basis and uh, help provide and, and, and uh, make this podcast possible. And the same goes to those of you who use PayPal or the Post Office Box or those who buy the devotional Uh, Thank you to all of you for all you do. Couldn't do it without you. Well, one of the questions that I've seen in the comments lately uh, as we study the Psalms is, What does Sila mean? We see it often in the Psalms where a verse will end with Sila. Of course, you don't even see the word Sila in more modern translations like the NIV as an example. Um, Which is not a huge deal, but um, you should know that it's there. Uh, I just want to read this little short article to you about what Sila means. Um, in general, though, I'll just tell you up front, it typically just a lot of scholars believe it's just a pause in the music. Uh, or a time to reflect and think. Or a time to lift up and exalt God. Um, so that's kind of the general thinking. Uh, let me read this short little article for you about the word Sila, and then we will start our study. Here's what it says, it says the true meaning of Sila in the Bible is a mystery. Bible scholars have come up with multiple meanings and possible explanations for the meaning of the word. The New American Standard Hebrew Lexicon defines the Hebrew word Sila as to lift up, exalt. Some scholars believe that Sila was a musical notation, possibly meaning a silence or a pause. Others end, a loud strain, piano, etc. Still others think it's similar to a musical interlude, a pause in the voices singing while the instruments perform alone. Celia is translated as intermission in the Septuagint, which is the earliest Greek translation of the Old Testament. The Septuagint is significant because it was completed in the 2nd century BCE and was quoted by the Apostle Paul selah occurs 74 times in the bible it occurs 71 times in the psalms and three times in habakkuk it is found in the poetical books of the old testament 31 of the 39 psalms include the word selah are titled to the choir master which seems to connect this word to musical notation due to the confusion around the word uh, around the meaning of selah the bible translators have translated it in different ways the King, to King James version, the English Standard version, and the American Standard version transliterate the Hebrew word phonetically. For example, the King James version ends with "Selah." Bless be the. Didn't they give an example of Psalm sixty-eight nineteen? Bless be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. But in a new living translation of Psalm, Selah is translated as interlude. In the New International Version, a footnote is used at the end of the verse. Um, which says, So if you look at that verse, in that bi- version of the Bible says, Praised be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. And then has a footnote, footnote that says, The Hebrew uh, has "sela," a word of uncertain meaning, at the end of 7, 19, and 32. So, how should I read this passage with the word "sela in them? Since we don't even know exactly what Sila means, you could skip over it as the translators of the NIV do without losing the meaning of the passage, which, by the way, I, dis- I disagree with that approach. You could also follow the model laid out by translators of the Septuagint who translate it as an intermission. So you would use Sila to take a pause and to think about what the scripture says to reflect on the meaning of the verse before you continue reading the rest of the passage. So that is how I think you should approach the word "sela." I don't think you should do what the NIV does, which is skip over it. I think you should use that as an opportunity to stop and pause. Almost like God is telling you, okay, reflect on this, on this thought. But it probably is an interlude in the music or a pause in the music. But for us today, as we read it, it uh, probably just means we need to take a minute and reflect and we're going to see it a couple of times uh, in this nine verses that we're about to read today in Psalm 52. So, hopefully, that clears up some ideas for those of you who have been wondering what does it mean when it says "sela." Um, and so, our attitude, our approach is going to be uh, just—it just means to take a minute and think, take take a second and pause and think about what that might mean. All right. Let's begin with Psalm 52. King James Bible. Let's begin. To the chief musician, Maskil a psalm of David, when Doeg the Edomite came and told Saul, and said unto him, David is come to the house of Ahimelech. Verse 1 Why boastest thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man? The goodness of God endureth continually. Thy tongue deviseth mischiefs like a sharp razor working deceitfully. Thou lovest evil more than good, and lying rather than to speak righteousness. Sila. Thou lovest all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy thee forever, and he shall take thee away, and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place, and root thee out of the land of the living. Selah. The righteous also shall see, and fear, and shall laugh at him. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, but trusted in abundance of his riches, and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. And I will praise thee forever. Because thou hast done it. And I will wait on thy name. For it is good before thy saints. And that is Psalm 52. And these psalms have been resonating with me lately. Because I've just been thinking so much about how the wicked those in power if you will, those who are in power but in the shadows if you will who are orchestrating some a lot of the evil that we're seeing take place in our country right this very moment to are organizing all these great deceptions and just literally bringing this country down And it's happening around, really around the world. And I'm thinking these evil people, they just continue to devour and do wickedness. They have no regard for God. No fear of God at all. Just like the psalmist says here. Thy tongue devises mischief. Like a sharp razor working deceitfully, thou lovest evil more than good, and lying rather than speak righteousness. And then, this is "Lo, This is the man that made not God his strength, but he has trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But as the Psalms and the Proverbs continuously promise us, these people will fall into their own pit. They're digging these terrible ditches for us. They're going to fall into themselves. It says, God likewise, destroy the forever he shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living and then David reminds God of his position while all these people who are devising all this mischief and lying and deceiving and doing all this wickedness David says but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it, and I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. And so, as I watch the world burning to the ground, in some aspects, even literally, I wait on God. And I trust in his mercy. I trust in his promises that he will not forsake the righteous. He will not forsake his remnant. And these people dig in these holes, dig in these pits, dig in these ditches. They're going to find themselves buried in it. Let's move on. Proverbs chapter 4. Let's get a little wisdom from the Proverbs. 27 verses. These are Proverbs of wisdom that, S- that Solomon was writing to his sons. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend and to know understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender, and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, and said unto me, Let thy heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thy head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my sons, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction, let her not go, keep her, for she is thy life, enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness, and drink the wine of violence, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness, they know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and healeth, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, that is to say a perverse mouth. And perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the fat path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not the right hand nor the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Solomon is warning his sons to diligently pursue wisdom and we know from the Proverbs that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord right so that's really what you should be diligently pursuing and he's reminding them don't go the path of the wicked don't do it all they do all the day long is devise evil their end is coming The wicked don't understand that their end is coming. They literally think they're going to get away with this. And they're going to get away with it forever. But as we've been studying, even in the Psalms and the Proverbs, but also like how the book of Enoch and other areas of the Bible, their eternal damnation is coming. Come quickly, Lord Jesus them quickly when I look at the world today you know like I said there's some doctrines out there to speculate that the thousand-year millennial reign is just a symbolic um, uh, symbolic way of saying that or that the church over the last couple thousand years are growing and, and impacting the world that that's the that's the reign but when i look at the world i just i can't even fathom that the reign of christ would look like this so i'm just not buying it so i'm still longing for the day the messiah returns and executes right judgment when wickedness is put under his feet and all this evil this constant evil constant deception i mean these people are filthy and disgusting who are constantly trying to undermine undermine good, who are constantly trying to dig traps for others, who are stepping on other people to exalt themselves. God sees what they're doing. And our job is to continue to be the salt and the light to the world and to continue to walk in love and peace and to demonstrate Messiah to everyone. And to lead people to him. That is her mission. And I really hope that this podcast is doing that. That is all I have for you this morning. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for those of you who support the podcast. Appreciate it so much. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time. God bless.